Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back to the podcast, Mama. All right, today the topic is glyphosate. What is it? Have you heard of it? And why am I even talking about it? Well, I think you will completely understand why I'm talking about it after today's episode. And you might even be a bit angry. So we'll see. You let me know uh, what you think. So, okay. So today we're going to cover three things. Number one, what is it? Number two, what is it found in? And number three, why does it matter? All right, so let's start with number one. What is glyphosate? All right, so glyphosate is an herbicide that is used to control weeds and grasses, okay? So it's the active ingredient in a ton of different herbicide products, including the ever popular, the one that you know, Roundup, okay? So this is the ever famous main ingredient in Roundup and a lot of other herbicides use it, okay? So glyphosate has been registered as a pesticide in the US since 1974. So it's been around for a while and it's commonly used in many other countries around the world, okay? So herbicides containing glyphosate are also referred to as weed killers. That's, you know, they're your, they're your common weed killer. It's the main common ingredient that's going to be found in those, okay? So how does it work, okay? So a little bit about it. So glyphosate is absorbed into the plants, um, primarily through the leaves, and only a tiny amounts of it are absorbed into the roots. Consequently, glyphosate is actually only effective at killing growing weeds and grass. So it cannot stop seeds from germinating in the first place. So it's put on live plants to kill them. Okay. Live weed plants, weeds we're talking about. All right. So once it's absorbed into the plant structure, then glyphosate spreads all around the plant to its roots and its leaves. And then it prevents it from making the proteins that are necessary for its growth. That is why it ends up killing the plants. Okay. So it's cutting out the proteins and doing the things that it can grow. So that's how it works. So Glyphosate can come in many different forms. It can come in liquid, it can come in concentrate, it can come in solid. Um, and so the also interesting thing is that it can be applied to weeds in a lot of different ways. It can uh, be applied via injection. It can be applied via sponge bars, broadcast sprayers, you know, those big planes that you see pictures of them the just dropping the spray just flying over the crops and dropping the spray like that it can be done by shielded sprayers wiper applications and controlled droplet applicators so it can be applied in a lot of different ways all right so that's number one what is it yeah there's a great visual of it what is it what is glyphosate all right so number two then what is glyphosate found in. Okay. So we touched on this a little bit, but we're going to go even deeper on this one. All right. So we mentioned Roundup, right? It's in Roundup. Glyphosate is the key herbicide used in agriculture. 
but it's not just in agriculture. It's also used in a lot more places. Like we're talking parks, playgrounds, schools, and homes. Like you can buy Roundup and other weed killers at, you know, your local box store, like wherever, and use it in your home. So it can be applied to plants and gardens and areas that your kids are readily playing in, um, the parks, the schools that they're at, all of these things, okay? So how else is it um, used by farmers? So this is interesting. It's used also not just to kill the weeds, okay? This is where it gets especially problematic. It's used to stop the growth of crops like oats, wheat, and beans in order to speed up the harvest process and then yield more crop. So it helps them dry out their crop faster. So this ingredient, glyphosate, this Roundup, this weed killer, is applied to crops in order to stop their growing and then they can harvest more things and yield more of a crop. So as a result, can you guess what I'm gonna say next? As a result of this, glyphosate has been found in your food, in your child's food. Since glyphosate is used so liberally and so widely, trace amounts are commonly detected in fresh fruits, cereals, vegetables, and many other food products, okay? So the main foods that contain glyphosate are genetically genetically modified foods, okay? So GMOs, um, genetically modified organisms, GM foods. Glyphosate-resistant crops such as corn, soybeans, canola, alfalfa, and sugar beets, okay? So one recent study found that all 10 genetically modified soy samples that were examined contained levels of glyphosate residues, okay? So this is a very easily verifiable thing in a lab. There's all kinds of resources out there to show that this is on commonly on food. Um, but on the other hand, though, samples from conventional and organically grown soybeans do not contain any of these residues, okay? So these are GM foods, the genetically modified foods. What's more, many weed species are now resistant to glyphosate, which is causing more and more Roundup to be sprayed on crops. Did you hear that? There's resistance, so now they need to use more of it, okay? So listen, this is interesting. The EPA has actually set limits um, that as say as long as the amounts are lower than these limits, um, they consider glyphosate to be safe for consumption. Okay, that's our EPA, our Environmental Protection Agency. Okay, so here's the thing though: the use of glyphosate has increased dramatically in the last. 20 years due to frequent use in crops such as corn, soybean, and cotton. And I already mentioned how they're using it and also the fact, so they're using it to kill the weeds, but there's such resistance they have to use more of it. And then they're also using it as a form of being able to stop the crops in order to harvest the crops. So it's a part of what they do, not just in killing the weeds around them, okay? The issues of toxicology is based on the amount of repeated exposure over time. So if the amount of glyphosate 
use has been increasing dramatically and we continue eating foods that have glyphosate in it and living in and breathing in areas where glyphosate is applied, our continued exposure is increasing, is it not? So let's go back to those oats, okay? We talked about those oats and we are talking about where is glyphosate found? So we said it's found in Roundup, but it's also found in your food and in your children's food. So I want to get very specific, even more specific than I got um, with that list of things I already gave you. Testing has been done by the EWG and they did testing on a lot of different products that contain oats and to see how much glyphosate was in those products, okay? And so they set the acceptable threshold at 160 PBB, which is parts per billion. So 160 parts per billion glyphosate, okay? So here's the results, and I'm not even going to, um, there's a, a full list of a lot of different products. I'm just going to give you some of the top offenders in it. Um, in that list, um, but you tell me if you are familiar with these products or you have eaten these products or you have gotten these for your kids, for your family, okay? Uh, one of the biggest offenders was Honey Nut Cheerios Medley Crunch, and that came in at 833 parts per billion, okay? Now, let me go back and remind you, the acceptable threshold that was set for the testing was 160. So Honey Nut Cheerios Medley Crunch had 833 parts per billion, okay? Then the next one was Sweet Familiar Cheerios. Cheerios had 729 parts per billion. Do we need to go back and remind you that the acceptable threshold that was set for the study was 160 parts per billion, okay? Uh, chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. I don't know if I've seen those. Maybe you've seen those where you are, but chocolate peanut butter Cheerios, 400 parts per billion. Do you remember what the acceptable threshold was? 160 parts per billion? Okay. Next one, Nature Valley Baked Oat Bites, 389 parts per billion. The next one, Nature Valley Crunchy Granola Bars Maple Brown Sugar. 566 parts per billion. Next one is Nature Valley Granola Cups, almond butter, 529 parts per billion. And the last one on the list I'm going to share with you is Fiber One Oatmeal Raisin Soft Baked Cookies, coming in at 204 parts per billion. And remember, the acceptable threshold was what? 160 parts per billion, okay? So that's an example, and that is not an exhaustive list of the things that were tested, and those are just from the things that were tested, okay? Also, to put this in perspective, okay, those amounts that are given, and a study as part of that, a separate study, another study by the EWG found these levels of glyphosate first produced by Monsanto as Roundup in samples of General Mills Honey Nut Cheerios, the amount of the toxic pesticide, so we're talking about glyphosate, the amount of glyphosate, this toxic pesticide, exceeded the amount of both vitamin D and vitamin B12. 
So if, I mean, that kind of just throws out the theory that if you think like these are great sources of vitamins for your kids, okay, you're actually getting more toxic pesticide in those cereals than you are vitamins. Also in this sample of Quaker oatmeal squares, have you heard of those Quaker oatmeal squares? There was more glyphosate than vitamin A. Okay, so uh, just fascinating information. And then I just wanted to note this as well. In 2014, the Netherlands government prohibited glyphosate from being sold to consumers to use at home. As of June 30th, 2021, the sale and use of glyphosate herbicides were banned in Vietnam. And the German government announced in 2019 that the use of glyphosate will be prohibited starting from the end of the year 2023. So those are things to note. So why does all of this matter? Okay, besides the fact that it's a toxic pesticide. Um, so here's some reasons why this matters. Okay, glyphosate kills plants by stopping the metabolic pathway called, I can't even pronounce this, um, shikimate pathway, the shikimati shikimate pathway. So the point though is that this pathway is crucial for plants and some microorganisms, but it, it does not exist in humans. However, here's the thing that I want you to hear. The human digestive system does contain microorganisms that make use of this pathway. And side note, if you heard any of the past episodes where I talked about the gut and gut health and the effect that different things have on our gut health, our gut health has tons of bacteria and microorganisms that are living like in condos inside our gut. And so we want to feed the good bacteria and we want to get rid of the bad bacteria. Okay, so this is what we're talking about, our gut our digestive system contains microorganisms that use this pathway. So then there are hundreds of different types of microorganisms in your gut, most of which are bacteria, and some of them are friendly bacteria and incredibly important for your health. We are just talking about that. So the thing is though, Roundup may negatively affect these bacteria. It blocks the shikimati pathway, or however you pronounce that, which is important for both plants and microorganisms, okay? So it's blocking that pathway. It's stopping the good organisms from doing their job inside your gut. So in animal studies, glyphosate has been found to disrupt beneficial gut bacteria. And what's more, harmful bacteria seem to be highly resistant to glyphosate. So it kills the good bacteria, it disrupts the good bacteria, and it doesn't do anything to the bad bacteria. One article that received a lot of attention um, even hypothesized that glyphosate in Roundup is to blame for the increase in gluten sensitivity and celiac disease worldwide. So that's a fascinating thing to hypothesize, and but it makes sense because it's affecting your gut. So go and do some research on your own. Um, you know, they, there needs to be more studies on that, but uh, just a fascinating concept, a fascinating thought. And we talk a lot about gluten-free living and celiac and the effects of that and how um, to go through life with that and um, the effects that that has. So that is a really fascinating hypothesis. So something um, to look into, I definitely encourage you to. So also some other things to note in 2015, the World Health Organiz Organization declared glyphosate as quote, probably carcinogenic to humans, end quote. 
All right, so this is interesting. Two recent reviews also found no association between glyphosate and cancer, although it should be mentioned that some of the authors have financial ties to Monsanto. So again, it goes back to who is doing the studies, who is doing the research. Pay attention to these things. And this is exactly why I'm doing this episode to raise this word, to be familiar with the word glyphosate and to understand what it is and where it is present and what it is doing to your health and your children's health. So then in 2017, glyphosate was classified as a known carcinogen by California's Office of Environmental Health Hazard Assessment. Okay. All right, so it makes sense that the people that are most affected by glyphosate are the people that have the most contact with it, right? And those would be farm workers. So it's interesting to note some of the effects on farm workers, on people that work on farms and in agriculture. So glyphosate residues have been found in the blood and urine of farm workers, especially those who do not use gloves. One study of agricultural workers using glyphosate products even reported problems with pregnancy. And studies show that direct contact with Roundup may cause health issues, including a greater risk of developing a cancer called non-Hodgkin lymphoma, okay? So while many people are quick to point out that it's the amount, you know, like, you know, that they're exposed to a lot of it and you're only exposed to a little bit of it, right? But why are we even messing with with it? If it does that in large concentrations to those who are most commonly and readily exposed to it, what does it do in little concentrations added up over time? And then it's way harder to actually pinpoint the reason, right? So just why not avoid it? Why not be aware of it? And the fact that there is more of this toxic pesticide in these cereals than there are vitamins or specific vitamins, that's crazy. I mean, that is really crazy. And you are not hearing this as, you know, this shouted from the rooftops, which is exactly why I wanted to share this with you and make you aware of this one specific word, this one specific thing, and where are the places that you can find it, okay? So what can we do about it, all right? So now you know what it is, now you know where it's found, and now you know why it's important, okay? So what can be done about it? Well, legislatively, I mean, that's a slow process. The only way to quickly remove this cancer-causing weed killer from foods that are marketed to your children is for companies like General Mills and Quaker, these companies that make these products that I was just telling you about, to have them use oats from farmers who do not use glyphosate as a desiccant. So, and remember, mean desiccant meaning that's what they spray on the oats to stop the growth and to be able to harvest them. So it's not a good practice, but it is a common practice. And these companies are using oats that have that practice, okay? But will that really happen? I mean, and if it does, it's definitely going to take time and these products are still on the market. So the answer is, the key is to be informed, which is, again, this is the whole point. This is why I'm doing this episode to let you know about it. And then vote with your dollars. Speak and have a voice with your dollars, with what you choose to buy. Do not buy oats that are, do not buy oat products from these companies. 
do not use products that are used with Monsanto oats and soybeans and wheat. Okay, so that's and remember what I said back if you caught it, these levels were not detected in organic oats. So an organic wheat and organic uh, beans. Okay. So those, those are really great ways and really strong reasons to make the switch to organic, especially in those areas. Okay. So you are informed. Are you angry? <laughs> Did you know about this? And I'm curious, let me know if you are angry, send me a message on Instagram. You know that I'm at Jenny Hardy DM me or if you found something interesting, tag me um, with it on your stories. I would love to see that. I would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback and your reactions to this. Um, maybe you are deeply involved in this and have known about this for a long time. I would love to hear what you have been doing and what your updates are. So definitely reach out to me. Um, let me know. I would, I would love to hear from you. And share this episode with a mama that you want to protect her and her children. So definitely share that we need to spread the word and just be informed so that we can make changes. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.